Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and this is going to be a really fun episode. We have another guest interview for coming for you today, and it is none other than Troy Bernauer uh, from TJ Lawn and Landscape, and this is going to be really fun. Troy is packed full of energy. Like Every time I see Troy's videos or anything on YouTube or Instagram, I'm like, man, i got to get this guy on the podcast. Like His energy is unmatched. Um, there's only a few people that have energy like that. Dan Wheeler with the Fence Industry Podcast, he's one of them. Uh, if, you don't, if you don't know if follow Dan, then you need to go follow Dan uh, on all social media. That dude is packed full of energy. Uh, Nick Carlson is another person that has crazy energy like that. But then Troy is always at the top of my mind because the energy level is just insane. So, uh, Troy, how you doing this afternoon, man? I'm doing all right. How are you, man? I'm doing good. It's just sounds like we're both uh, soaking up some rain days here, just trying to get some stuff done in the office. Oh, yeah. A lot of back-end stuff. I got a stack of paperwork here I got to get done. And you, I mean, we're on Zoom right now. You can see gifts everywhere wrapping paper and the it's crazy and the dog passed out on the bed that's a big dog dog. my goodness (laughs) she's a two-year-old rottweiler (laughs) man how much she weigh almost 90 pounds that's insane that's insane it's a big dog well man uh Mm -hmm. let's get into it let's tell me tell me a little bit more about your business and stuff i've seen you at expo i've seen you uh at at launchman academy it's just one of those things that We've connected. We've been around each other, but we've never really like sat down and have a, had a good conversation. So, tell uh, tell me and the audience ever, everything that you got going on with uh, TJ Lawn Landscape. Uh, I feel bad. I would have had more of a conversation with you at LAL, but uh, I don't know if I, if I was talking to you before or after. But for like the majority of the time there, I didn't have my voice. I don't. Know oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. you like was gone. It got to the point. Like I think when we talked, it was going but yeah. then like when we got there i just could not say a word nothing came out Dang. um but yeah so a little about my business um technically uh i don't even know if i've actually ever said this portion of it on any podcast or any of my videos but while i opened it back in 2016 uh through the state i believe that it's 2019 because long story short i did not have the best accountant starting off yeah um and i think the year Uh, It started so late in 2016 that I didn't even do taxes. I started in December of 2016, Mm -hmm. but I still stay established in 2016. My accountant apparently did not do the taxes for 2017. I had somebody come to my house and say, hey, you didn't file your taxes. And I was like maybe 19 at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I I know I sent them to the account and I sent them all the stuff to do. Um, And my immediate response was, oh, I closed the business. And she goes, oh, okay, just send proof and and I'm out. So she left. And I'm like, crap, well, now I got to close my business. You know what I mean? So I technically through the state, there's two different TJ Lone and Landscapes. The one that was open from 2016 to 2017. Dang. And I had to reopen it in like 2018, 2019. But uh, yeah, I've had it for about six years. And uh, la- this past year is the first year I had employees. I had I was solo last year. But this year I was able to uh, over double profit from what last year was. While I'm very happy with what this year brought, um, I can say everybody knows the mistakes they've made. I think I had... One, too many employees, 
or two, being a little too generous with pay mm -hmm. because profit this year is not necessarily what I wanted as far as, well, we brought, like, yeah, revenue was over 250K. Let's just say profit was not where I wanted it to be. So yeah. that's something I want to change for next year. But business is doing well. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, what made you start your company? I mean, how you said you were 19 in that first season. Did you just start it straight out of high school? What was the, the basis behind that? So, yeah, I had... Um, I actually in my garage have a, a um a business card from every year since when 2012 I was that kid push mowing in, in the neighborhood right oh wow okay. and originally the card it was one of those like template Vista print cards mm -hmm. right I think everybody knows the one I'm talking about if you ever use Vista print it's got that that leaf in the in the globe or whatever like yeah. that I've seen a lot of people use it um and it said Troy's lawn mowing service that was back in like literally 2012 uh quickly uh I changed it I think to TB lawn care my initials. Um, and for whatever reason, I had three different cards for three different seasons. I had a green one. I had like an orangey brown one for the fall and like one with snow on it for the winter. But then I was like, why did I name it TB Lawn Care? When the reason I started my business was because I actually wanted to do this with my dad. The reason I did it was because back in like middle school, uh, I was always a bit, I was big on sports. He would, uh, he would tell me, Hey, you want to do football, wrestling, baseball, whatever. Um, and I was pretty good at the, baseball was my sport. Until I started getting a little chunky. I, I needed glasses. I started getting pretty bad at baseball, right? Mm -hmm. So the one thing my dad would constantly tell me I'm doing better at and we bonded over is literally cutting the grass. You That's know? funny. So I was like, why did I name the business TB Lawn Care when I wanted to do this with my dad? It's the last thing I told him I was going to do with him before in 2012 he did pass away. So that's why I changed the name of the business to TJ Lawn Care because uh, my dad's name was Jim. And it went from TJ Lawn Care to TJ Lawn Service, because I'm like, you know what? I just like lawn service better. And that's when I legitimized the business. Mm -hmm. TJ Lawn Care wasn't even a, a name through the state. Um, but then I got my DBA to be TJ Lawn and Landscape. And that's where we are today. Yeah, man. that's uh, sounds like a journey for sure. What oh, have, yeah. <laughs> uh, what have you learned along the way? What's been some, some key principles that has helped you grow uh, over the six years here? Uh, running a business and especially we'll even get into here in a few minutes if you want to some employee stuff because you said you went uh, first time empl with employees this season uh, how, how did all that go and things like that but take us back to I mean the first couple years here what have you learned since the beginning just basic principles of somebody starting out here in the spring or maybe in the winter like December recording this in December mm -hmm. when you started so what are some things maybe you would do differently or change uh, if you were talking to your younger self that's a lot of unpack there. I would yeah. say starting off, uh, I guess the best advice I can say from like looking back what I did, what I do differently, I guess you can say was, uh, yeah, I started in December, um, which was fairly easy to kind of just get myself out there and say, Hey, I'm doing snow removal and that's snow removal. Um, there's really no, at least if you're just doing your neighbors and like, you're just starting off nothing past like, Hey, if you have a snow blower, um, uh, a truck to put it in, and you know what? If you offer salt too, all right, maybe go get some bags of salt starting off. You know, yeah. I mean? that's what I did. There was a little bit of overhead when it came to like, let's say the gas for the snowblower, gas for the truck and then salt, but it's not that expensive to get into that. So that's why I started in the winter to, you know, get my name out there that, Hey, we do snow removal and Hey, when the spring comes, let me know we do all this other stuff. Right. So that's kind of how it started. I, uh, I remember specifically the first house that I did. Uh, we have a fairly large neighborhood with a few hundred houses, um, was a street down the road. I did snow removal for them. It was kind of a crappy winter and only did like two or three times. Then they reach out in the spring and say, hey, we want to get you on for uh, mowing our grass. And I believe that's only when I had a push mower. But uh, they, they said, hey, we had a guy once that, you know, if you prepay for the year, you get a discount. Do you offer that? And I had never heard of that because I 
I had no prior experience with any other businesses. I was just kind of going as I go and learning. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Um, and it was 600 for the year. I believe they were bi-weekly, but if you kind of do the math on that, wasn't great money. Um, but I remember they tipped. I think I have a picture on my phone. It's one of those things like your favorite, the pictures. So you yeah. look back. Yeah. And they gave me, I think 600 cash and then a, a check for like two or $300 as a tip. And that's still to this day, one of the best tips we've ever gotten as far yeah. as, you know, um, but yeah, like I, I wish I, I don't do prepay anymore. I'll say mm -hmm. that I can recommend to anybody for thinking of starting off winter is probably the best time to do it. Cause you can get all your ducks in a row rather than rush in springtime. Um, especially if you have snow near you, you know what I mean? But, um, looking back, I, I wish that for the first year or two, I wish I never did the money up front because my mentality, uh, we've been thinking about doing it again. But at least starting off, my mentality was, yeah, if these people want to prepay for the year, that's all this money up front I can use to start my business. But then moving forward, I would do these houses. And when I don't get paid at the end because I was yeah. already paid, it was just this mentality like, then why am I here? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to be smart with the money when it comes in the first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And you know what? A lot of guys, um, I, there's some people that might be listening that they say they either do prepay, they don't do prepay, whatever. Uh, and they'll tell you like, hey, it's super smart to do. It helps you out, blah, blah, blah. One thing I'm doing this year is since this past year was our first year, really elevating the business to like really grow it. Uh, I'm going to be pushing the card on file. Mm. When guys have those conversations all the time of like, hey, you don't want to chase money. I definitely saw that firsthand this year that we didn't necessarily have too many people not paying. It was just the, you know, if our net term is, let's say, seven, 14 days or something like that. And, you know, someone will get the email through Yardbook saying, hey, you're a day late. Hey, you're three days late. Hey, now that you're five days late, we're going to have to put a late fee. Once they see the five days, there's going to be a late fee. That's when they pay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I did have some customers like that. And I'm like, that's that's not how this this can roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. That's uh card on file is something that is absolutely necessary. It's we I forgot who we were talking about that with on a, a podcast pretty recently. But I was going through that exact thing of like, I think it was with Star Lawn Care, that's who it was. It was our Marriage Monday with them. But um, we're talking about how the importance of like just facing your fears and just hitting them straight on. Like there's a lot of people that, that scares them switching to the card on file because you think people are going to say no, but like they're really not. Like they're not. I mean, most people are just used to it. It's just the day and age we live in. And you got to be the business owner and you have to make the decisions and you run your own business, not uh, somebody else. So that's, yeah. um, I think that's good. You don't need to be chasing chasing your money around like that. That's that's something that is really, really beneficial for anybody starting out is definitely get your stuff, get your card on file straight from the beginning. And that's kind of something that dies off this time of year. Like it's not really talked about. It's talked about a lot in the spring and a lot in the summer because that's when new businesses are starting. That's when cash flow is really coming in. People are like, yeah. like really, really pumped up to, about their business in the spring and, and beginning of summer. But right now it's kind of like we're in a lull. Like everybody slows down this time of year, but you can't slow down this time of year. You have to be pushing. You have to be looking for next year. Like it, list downloads and podcasts slow down this time of year. Like YouTube videos, watch, uh, watches views on YouTube videos probably drop a lot because People just aren't paying attention. They're like getting a lull and a funk, mm -hmm. but you can't do that because what would happen if you just got in a funk and a lull and you just didn't do anything for 2023? Then you're going to be behind the game when January 1st gets here. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to be planning. You got to be planning ahead. So, what are you planning for? Um, already working on next year's stuff, I'm sure. What are you planning for oh, 2023? Yeah. So, I'm happy you said that because literally, um, one thing that I realized I need to start working on was uh, 
I was one of those guys where years past, I would only advertise when work was low. And that was terrible. You know what I mean? They always, they, you always hear, you know, always be advertising. Yeah. Because, you know, you'll, you'll probably advertise and get all this work. But then once it's done, now you're in a low again. You know what I yep. mean? So that's why right now I've been working on a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I've pretty much gone through the ringer of let's try door hangers. Let's try Google ads. Let's try Facebook ads. And we know what works. Everything I just said doesn't work. We typically is 100% word of mouth. And that's not like in a cocky way saying like, you know, we do the best job we can and we get jobs off of that. A lot of people they'll say, you know, word of mouth is a huge thing. We do uh, not Facebook ads, but there's local Facebook groups mm-hmm. for the town we're in, yep. the surrounding towns. We join those them. We make a post. Yeah. And it's also all about if you guys, you know, are big social media guys, and you know, analytics, what time of day you're posting it, what day of the week. You know, it's like if you if you guys are on YouTube and you see your analytics will say, you know, on Saturday at this time, this is when most of your people are watching. All right. At what time of day, what day are the most people on Facebook that they will see that post when you post it? And that's why most of the time we don't get a post that just kind of gets pushed under the rug with no likes, no shares, no comments, nothing. They typically will get a lot of likes. Our customers that we have, the recurring customers will like it. We'll comment, hey, we use them and they're great. We use definitely suggest them, you know. Um, a huge thing is also one thing, again, we're preparing for next year besides just advertising right now is we sent out our Christmas cards last week. Um, I also am going to be sending out an email soon telling everybody, hey, in the coming weeks, look in your, uh, your email. We're going to be sending our service agreements that are on the Launchpreneur Academy. We've been using them for years. Look out for the service agreement. Uh, when they check off all the stuff they want for that year, that helps us prepare for, all right, around this time of year, we already have this lineup of people saying that they want this. We give them the price, bada bing, bada boom, good. Mm. We will also put in that email. Thank you for having, thank you for such a great year, blah, blah, blah. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a Google review with the link. That's another thing. A lot of guys in our town, they're older um, guys that don't necessarily utilize social media and Google and stuff like that. So when you Google lawn service near me, that's analytic wise. One of the biggest searches that we get traffic through is lawn service near me. We are the first one right behind True Green. Yeah. Yeah. True Green will always be up top, I think. They, uh, when you say up top, yes, yeah, Google on the, wise, yeah, Google Google wise. wise. <laughs> yeah, not on top of the actual quality of work. Just the, yeah. just on Google, they just pay a lot of money, and and they they won't be beaten at least. Uh, I've not seen it seen it done yet. But uh, man, that's really cool. So a lot of fun stuff coming out for twenty twenty three. Good sounds like you had a good ca- game plan going. Uh, what does it look like employee wise? What do you think you're going to do next year? Are you going to uh, right now, you just rolling solo for the rest of the year. Are you gonna hire seasonal guys? You gonna bring some full time? What does that whole employee situation look like for you? Share as much or as little as you want, but that's something I think a lot of people are looking to get advice on because we're all in that same that same window of like, hey, how many guys do we keep? Uh, like you said, am I overpaying? Am I not seeing profit? I can say I've probably done some of that in the past. Uh, I maybe had one too many guys when they, when they, when I sh- should have done it with two. I've done it with three. Uh, but just give me all your insight there. Let's yeah. let's hop into the employee talk for the next five or ten minutes here. I, I could go longer than five or ten on this subject, yeah. but hey, well, I'll try to keep it brief. So long story short, yes, uh, it actually started at the end of last year around maybe October time that uh, a guy actually went to high school with, maybe in 23 or uh, 24 in a couple weeks. Uh, he reached out, said, hey, I see you have this business going. Uh, I'm looking for an extra job if you're interested, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, well you know, what's your prior knowledge? And, or, you know, experience. 
And a lot of guys might know, someone will say, oh, you know, you know I, I've used lawnmowers, I use weed whackers, blah, blah, blah. All right, yeah, you probably used your dad's lawnmower yep, weed whacker yep. in the shed, but, you know, you haven't handled this stuff. And he was honest. He said he didn't know. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, right now it is, you know, October, November, we're pretty much wrapping up the lawns. So rather than teaching you that now where you're going to forget it in the spring, I'm going to throw a backpack blower on you and, you know, let's just do some leaf cleanup. And that's how last year started. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly after that, like within the first few weeks, uh, he said, hey, I got a buddy. If you remember, he was just a year younger than us, but he's looking for a job too. And that's how I picked up these two guys that I still have today, uh, end of last year. They have been here for quite literally now a little over a year. Um, they started at 15 an hour. I said that as long as I know you're proficient enough, uh, you know what you're doing. I don't have to watch you. You're not going to mess up. That's when I can give you raises. Mm-hmm. I want to show you that since you are valued, I'm going to reflect that in your pay. Um, that long story short, in the course of a year, my one guy started at 15 an hour. Um, now that he knows every single thing, he can stripe along like nobody's business. He can edge the the sidewalk like no one can. It's, it's, he does an amazing job. Uh, I taught him how to drive the truck. Then I threw the trailer on there. He has gone out for the majority of the summer without me in the truck and got everything done. Comes back in the, the day and he goes, yeah, this is how many houses we knocked out in the hour. Um, so-and-so customer asked for a price on this, blah, 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 blah. And just, he's amazing. I now pay him $27.50 because he's, he's like my foreman. He can yeah. run my business when I'm not there. When I was at Equip Expo, that whole week, we actually, uh, that was the first time I had them do landscape jobs without me there. Mm-hmm. I like to, at least in the landscape jobs, be there to make sure that the beginning, uh, I kind of, I guess you can say, set them up for success. Hey, this is what our landscape render looks like. Yeah, We're going to rip everything out and then look at this picture. This is what it's going to look like. Um, he did all of it himself. And the customer was super happy, left the review. It could not have gone better. My second guy gets paid slightly less. Uh, I want to make him a foreman for next year because our plan is to have two crews. I've learned from this year that, you know, you can expand too fast. This is just a plan. But since he pretty much knows everything other than driving the truck, um, he's at 26 an hour because mm-hmm. he's another guy I can't lose. If I lose him and go back to some guy that I have to teach at 15 an hour, you know, that it's 100% the value I see in my employee is reflected in their pay. Yeah. Um, they just got their Christmas bonuses this past this past week. Um, obviously, I give them paid time off and stuff like that. Um, it's all about how you treat your employees is like the retention of the employees. And obviously, uh, if one of your employees says, hey, I have a buddy, I'll vouch for him. And if they work for, you know, it's up to you, one to three months, you can give them obviously a bonus because, hey, since you recommended so-and-so and now they're a straight employee, you give them a bonus there too. Yeah. Um, employee so that's incentives. How kind of, oh, yeah, 100%. And that's how... Um, I guess you can say the employee side of things has worked for us this year. Um, the few, a couple mishaps we've had before my main foreman came on this past year, like November of last year, I had a guy, uh, I want to say beginning of 2020, he was 30 some years old, absolute horror story in the sense that uh, his mentality was always, uh, since he's like 10 years older than me, he knows more. Uh, if I tell him to do a job this way, he's going to do it his own way. And eventually it just turned out that he wasn't listening to me. The other thing he was showing up late and all that. I had to fire him. Uh, I fire him. He leaves like five or six one-star reviews on Google mm. this past week, two years later, they finally get taken down. Wow. Um, it, it was wild. I had him. And then, you know, another quick horror story was, uh, I don't typically use, um, what are, what are those, uh, employee websites? Uh, like zip recruiter or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I used it was either ZipRecruiter or one other one. I used it once. 
um, and got a guy who said that, you know, he's worked with another company and he knows the zero turns, he knows the, uh, the weed whackers and all that stuff. Then when he shows up and I'm like, Hey, since you know the zero turns, do you mind just cutting that yard real quick? Mm-hmm. And he looks at the mower and he goes, Oh, I haven't used a stand on though. I'm like, Oh crap. But that was kind of a miscommunication on both of our ends. Yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then after the first hour, we knocked out four houses in the truck. He goes, wow, you guys move fast. And we're like, well, how many houses did you get with your last guy? He goes, we did about five in a day. I'm like, we did like four in an hour, dude. Yeah, five a day, um, my goodness. Yeah, and I, I straight up told him, I was like, hey, there's the, you know, just be here on time, wear your, your business shirt. I, I don't ask for much, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think he was a little late. And the day was fine. You know, he obviously like the whole miscommunication on uh, experience. That was, I wanted to say strike one, but at the same time, like he, he, I didn't ask him if he knew the stand on mower. So yeah. I couldn't hold that against him. And the day went fine. I was like, you know, what? I'll give him another day and I'll teach this guy. But in like the last hour of the day, um, we're, we have a, a row of three houses and I can't find this guy. Uh, all my guys are, you know, they're either just finishing up they're at the trailer and I can't find the new guy. So I'm like, where is he? I walk all the way down to the third house and I'm in the backyard. He's back there, no shirt on, where I said, dude, you got to wear your shirt. You can just take it off. This is a professional business. Um, and I'm like, all right, that's definitely a strike. Because of this, that really annoyed me. I'm going to count the first strike and this is strike two. We get back to the trailer um, and his pocket's moving. And I, I'm not to sound inappropriate, but I'm like, all right, I don't know what's in his pocket. If he's blessed or something, I don't want to ask. Yeah. Until he says... Look what I found. And he pulls a little baby bunny out of his pocket. In my head, I'm like, you just killed that what? rabbit by not only touching it, but taking it away from, you know, it's it, where it's home. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, that's strike three. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never heard a story like that before. That is, uh, <laughs> that's, that is one that's unique. Oh, yeah. He but picked luckily, a bunny up. He picked the bunny up, put it in his pocket, took it home. I never followed up with the guy. And I'm like, hey, you still have little Hopper? Is he alive? Uh, but, uh, I, I did have to tell him, I'm like, Hey, listen, I apologize. Uh, and I told him, I was like, it's kind of just the, I guess you could say the miscommunication of, uh, since you said you worked with another company, but we were at a higher scale and we're just not really able to teach somebody right now. And he completely understood what's amazing about it. And, you know, that's, I guess you could say the best way telling somebody that it's not going to work out could have worked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, employee issues can get dicey real fast. Uh, so I'm, mm. that's, a, that's a good thing that things went like that. I've had to fire a couple guys and it's just been, uh, it's not always been the easiest, but you just got to do it sometimes. You got to do what you got to oh, yeah. do, and uh, you got to do what's best for the company. So what are uh, what are your goals for 2023, I guess you could say? What are something that you'd like to share with everybody uh, here, on, here on the show, maybe help uh, help their businesses as well? What are you looking to improve or really uh, hone down on your, on your business? I think what I want to do a little more of, well, obviously the card on file is going to help us here with really like making sure the money's where it needs to be, is kind of watch i need to constantly be looking i kind of like maybe once or twice a month was looking at the the profit and loss statements Mm -hmm. um what our expenses are at where we're at as far as uh you know obviously the beginning of the the middle of the summer is where the money's really coming in but how can i expand on the months that aren't doing as well as you know may june july all that stuff mm-hmm. how can i expand in the sense that like we, we pretty much offer every service but what service are we not doing a lot of in the times where we need to be taking in more money you know the two things that we don't do right now are pretty much hardscaping and christmas lights um oh you sure, need to get right, into christmas lights 
I've been hearing that, and I see that local. There's one one guy who in our town, his only thing that he does in his business, his business is solely around Christmas lights. Mm. I've seen his card. He says packages starting at seven hundred dollars, and I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. Then I saw Brian did a video not too long ago. He's talking to some dude who uh, did almost like half a million just in the in the winter season alone in Christmas lights, and I'm like, yeah. that's unfathomable. How is that? And he, I think the guy said that his average is like ten thousand dollars per house. Yeah. I'm sorry, who's paying that for Christmas lights? Yeah. But hey, it's, it's I, I gotta homes. look into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. We've got our feet wet with it this year. We've done a little bit. Um, we're going to end up turning our, all right, we'll, we'll make a few extra thousand dollars to, to pad the stats at the end of the year. I know guys that have hit it harder than me this year, and they're going to end up doing 60 grand their first year. Uh, they're going to do 60 grand in the last four weeks of, of four or five weeks here uh, of December, November and December. So there's definitely an opportunity there. Uh, this, Christmas lights is a hot topic right now. It's, it's becoming more and more um, surface level. People are starting to pay attention to it more and more. Uh, do you do aerations, all that stuff? Mm-hmm. That is definitely one of our biggest things. Uh, we actually purchased the Toro aerator this past season uh, as well, which really sped stuff up. Yeah. Um, I put one of those uh, detached detachers on the front of it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, what we do is I have a 36 inch uh, X Mark Starus that I'll just put the bagger on. And what we'll do is we'll, you know, we'll dethatch it, then put the bagger on the aerator or on, on the mower. I meant clean up all the thatch, then aerate it. It makes it so super quick and easy. Just to have these machines that can pretty much get it done. Yeah. And I see a lot of guys, what they'll do is they'll put a hopper on the front of the aerator. I find it easier to have a dethatcher on the aerator, a bagger on the mower. And then as soon as all that's done, just walk around with the spreader. You know what I mean? Some yeah. bigger properties might take a little longer to walk with the spreader. But uh, we have a lot of cookie cutter properties around here, so uh, our lawn treatment season is like our biggest time of year. Do you do you do chemicals and stuff like weed control and fertilization? So right now, we only uh, at least how New Jersey works. We only do granular. Okay. So like, we do, we will spread granular fertilizer. Um, and the lawns that we do with granular, they're green and look beautiful. You know, yeah. I've been wanting to get into doing pesticides, chemicals, and stuff like that. Um, that one does take time. You need uh, credits, licensing, and all of that, where as far as the fertilizer license goes, you can do that tonight. If somebody in New Jersey wanted to get their fertilizer license, all you got to do is go on uh, the college near us that does it is Rutgers. Go on their website, study a little bit. Yeah, you need an 80%, but the cool thing about it is you pay 50 bucks. If you fail the first time, you got to wait 24 hours, take it tomorrow, yeah. study a little more, and you'll have it tomorrow. Yeah. The pesticide license, that takes time. Yeah, it does. It's a serious test. There's uh, people ask me a lot. Are you gonna do that? You? Gonna? I'm like, I don't know, man. That's mm. that's some serious stuff. You, it, there's some good money in it, but you got to be dedicated to it. You got to you got to know all your math. You got to. Uh, Jason Creel is down near us. Alabama Lawn Pros uh, is his company. Lawn Care Life is a social media. If anybody's ever looking to get into that, he's got a super cool YouTube channel on all that startup and figuring all that stuff out. Uh, well, what does your equipment setup look like? Uh, what is what are you running equipment wise? So this year we switched mainly all over to Toro. Um, I had, it was actually last year when I was solo, I had John Deere residential stuff. I had uh, purchased, I think in 2020, um, John Deere came out with a new version of their 500 series, um, which technically while it is residential, they call it like their prosumer one. Yeah. It's got the, it's got the ROPS. It's got a nice high horsepower engine. If you didn't know, like if you were a homeowner and you look at it, it looks like a commercial mower. Yeah. And it worked great for the time I had it, but, uh, I, I swiftly sold all that. I had two John Deere mowers and a Cub Cadet 33-inch walk-behind. Sold all of that to, yes, we did finance, and there's a difference between good good and bad credit. We financed um, the X-Mark. That's already paid off. We financed the uh, the Toro 52 that is actually uh, either just got paid off. I don't remember paying 
you off in January uh, that we purchased earlier this year. Yeah. Um, then shortly after that, I was like, you know what? While I have this 36 and 52, if I have these employees and want to get stuff done faster, that's when I did the math. Does it make sense to get a 60 inch? And if I'm going to get a 60 inch, why not just pull the trigger and get the Toro Multiforce? Because now I can do fleet pricing. Um, I actually know the guy that works there, so he's giving me a better deal. And I yeah. got a, a Toro Multiforce when they start baseline 16,000. I think I got for like 12. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's oh, a really yeah. good deal. So while we got like pretty much all Toro equipment now, the X Mark, while I want to say was a premature accidental purchase, I still like it. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the X Mark 36, 52 grandstand, 60 inch Multiforce, and then a 24 inch Toro Aerator. That's a setup, buddy. That's a setup mm-hmm. right there. Uh, you said everything's paid off, so you use. You said you did finance. You mentioned good debt, bad debt, right there. So you you have the opinion of you like good debt um, yes. to help grow your business. How how different do you think your business would be today if you didn't use that? Uh, very different. I was actually talking with uh, Corey and Leroy on the Green Grind last week, and uh, even Corey said he, he does not know how to basically start up a business without borrowing money. Yeah. Um. And you know what? I started off very slow because I was stubborn about that. I was like, listen, I don't want to have debt. I don't want to do all this. I don't want to do that. Um, until I was like, you know what, if I'm growing my business and we make this amount per month and I'm going to be financing this amount and paying this amount per month, it only makes sense. You know what I mean? Take a little bit of a hit in the money that you're paying every month to grow your business to where you want to be, that you can take on these better jobs, you know? Um, and that's what was able, like, that's why we can do four or five in an hour, at least where we are, we have a fairly dense route, um, I know guys that will say, Hey, as long as you're in a neighborhood and you have a whole crew and stuff like that, you can do more than that. But we don't necessarily right now have the full neighborhood. Yeah. Our our route usually is three to five houses on a street. We don't typically have like one or two here and there. We have yeah. like dense routes. Um, and that's why, yeah, that's why I said financing was the smartest thing that we could do right now. Because we're like, you know what? If we do this, this is the money we're making. This is when we can have it paid off. And like I said, earlier this year is when we got all this stuff. Majority of it is paid off. We have a little bit left. Um and yeah, it it only made sense for us, especially at my age. At the time, some of that stuff was under my name. Now, stuff that we finance is in the business name, but that helped me like develop credit. Yeah. At my age, you know, and that's another huge reason I did it. Yeah, that's something people don't understand. Is you gotta literally, if you want to do anything, you have to have credit. If you want to rent an apartment, you have to have some type of credit. Um, unless you're Dave Ramsey and you think you can buy a mm. house at twenty five with cash, then okay, I don't know how you're gonna do that, but good luck. I mean, um. I don't know. I don't want to get into all that. Everybody believes different. <laughs> Everybody believes differently, but uh, I I do believe that spending spending money to make money is a is a good thing, and mm. uh, using using debt to leverage I think can really help you and, and help you grow your business. Uh, well, man, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to leave us with? What What did you have on mind coming into the interview today? The conversation that you hadn't gotten to share. Uh, I mean, it's kind of just what you said there was, uh, you know, spending money to make money. I guess the thing I can leave everybody off with is, uh, that's a hundred percent a huge thing, because if you think about it, you can, you could just use what you have readily available that you're not really spending money to make money. And with what you have can most likely only get you so far. Mm. That is why there's always, there's always some piece of better equipment. You know what I mean? And uh, I always say, I think uh, T. Green Gertz basically said, like, yeah, you can hire three guys to get a job done and pay them, you know, 30, 40 some thousand dollars a year. Or you can get one piece of equipment for less than that that can get that job done that took three people an hour to do in like five minutes. You know what I mean? So while I'm all about I like, you know, having employees making jobs and stuff like that, always kind of 
price up what it would be like, hey, is this next piece of equipment going to get the job done quicker than it could to hire more employees? Does it make more sense to just finance that now? Because if this this piece of equipment that I might be spending, let's say 150, 200, $250 a month to pay off, how much money is that piece of equipment making me in return? Am I making multi-thousand dollars off this piece of equipment every month? That that 150, 200, whatever a month bill is nothing. I always, I like thinking about that. And I feel like if someone's trying to grow their business and haven't considered really financing, that's something to sit down and think about. Yeah, that's right. Just surround yourself with the right people. Listen to the right mm-hmm. people. Uh, don't get scammed. Uh, make sure that whoever you're listening to is is vetted and uh, has some some good word, uh, good uh, rapport about them. Um, where what do you got going on, on social media, man? I know you got a, a lot going on on YouTube. I know you were creating some vlogs that uh, equip and stuff. So wh- where mm-hmm. can everybody find you and connect with you on social media? So the yeah, YouTube is just TJ Lawn and Landscape, uh, and same thing on Instagram. Uh, I'm not on uh, TikTok, TikTok, whatever it is. Uh, I'm not, uh, I don't have like a Facebook page for anything. It's just Instagram and YouTube is TJ Lone and Landscape. Uh, planning soon that because of the winter being so slow, I might actually start a second channel soon. And uh, I'm the type, you know, if I want to do something, I always do it. It is going to be in the style of like a Mr. Beast type of channel where I'm doing multiple things as far as, hey, Christmas time, we're actually doing a toy drive and bring them to a local hospital. I want to do one of those things where I uh, trade a penny up for something like a car or a house. It might sound crazy, but I'm doing it. And obviously, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll post about it when it happens. That's cool, man. Uh, what is what? So what? What's the timetable on that? I want to have that. Oh yeah, I want to have that channel up within the next month or so. Because again, that one that video that I'm going to be doing with Christmas, I want to have that up by the end of the month. Um, the the whole flipping the house thing that is going to be over the course of six to twelve months. I'm probably going to do episodes of it. Yeah. But uh, I I'll tell you, I cannot wait to start that. That's going to be a really cool uh, journey to do. Yeah, man, that uh, that sounds very interesting for sure. I I'll definitely be be sure to check in and tune along and uh, check in and tune along. Tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, what is? I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, you know what I meant. Everybody listening knows what I meant. Man, it's gloom outside. I it is. Uh, uh, stuck in the office, you know, your brain just goes into a fog at some point. We had a call this morning for budgeting for 2023 and just everything's crazy busy right now. Um, mm-hmm. trying to take some time with the holidays and things. You got any big holiday plans? Yeah, it's, uh, obviously you've got to think about it this way. You got a, a spouse, you got probably two Christmases. You go to her parents, you just go to your parents, yep. uh, divorced families. Then that splits it again. Oh yeah. Uh, siblings and stuff like that. Oh yeah. We got, we got a couple Christmases we're going to be going to. And, uh, I come a friend, come a friend. Uh, I'm sorry. Now you're, you're yeah, reflecting see, on me. I can't speak. You, yeah. I come from a family that we celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah. So the holidays is just hectic. Yeah, man. That's uh you sound like you got a packed couple weeks ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, man, I, I really do. I appreciate your time today and coming on in the middle of the day like this and, and banging out an interview. Uh, I hope that this has been of some value to, to you having a good conversation and then to everybody else listening. Sometimes it's good just to have these kind of conversations where it's just real life, like talking about things that we've learned and we've helped uh, trying to help other people with just things that we've learned and uh, grown with in our company. So uh, without any further ado, I think that is going to wrap this one up uh, for today. Troy told you where you can find him on social media. We'll have those links in the show notes today if you want to go click on those. Leave us a big five-star rating review. And uh, like I said, that's going to wrap this one up. We look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.